Welcome to the Shoot to Hunt podcast with your host, Ryan Avery, a registered Democrat who loves the 6'5 Creedmoor, and the Jacob O'Shaney, his beard is made of the gypsy pubes. But together, they make the number four podcast in all of the US and they a great success. Number four, baby. <laughs> it is a nice, very nice. I'll take number four. Yeah. In all of the US and day. I'll also take number 13. 13th is the lucky number of the day. I agree. All right. Before we get too far into this podcast, I want to give away another swag bag before I forget. Oh, it is working now too. We got we got review people. They're uh they're listening, they're emailing back in and they're collecting their goods. So we're on a roll. We are on a roll. So you will actually uh get this. If nice. you reply to the podcast at shoottohunt.com, I am not going to read this whole review because it is a Bible. Thank you but for that. I do appreciate you taking the time to write it all. Yeah. Like Jake said, and basically it's just the six UM plus more and he didn't want to spend any more money, but uh, he listened to our podcast. So now he's spending more, no more money. He's been in your shop spending money. So what's his name? His name is B Schneider 23. So I'm guessing his last name is Schneider. Maybe Brian. I don't know. Yeah. Basil. Basil. <laughs> Basil. <laughs> <I don't> even... <laughs> if your name is Basil, you're going to get something extra. Yeah. If your name is Basil. <laughs> so B Schneider 23. Thank you for the five star review. Like I said, get a hold of us at podcast at shoot to mm-hmm. And we will send you something nice and shiny. Also, when you do uh, send that email, tell us your shirt size. That's it. All right. NRL, ELR, or NRL. Night Force, ELRL, You're already thinking challenge. about this weekend. Yep, I am. Night Force, ELR, still challenge. This is our post really sucking shooting podcast. Shot it this weekend. I guess we have different out, different outlooks on it. I'm not saying that we sucked. I'm just not. It wasn't. I had a lot of fun. We learned a ton. I think we will definitely be better next year. Yes. And I want to, my side, you can tell us your side. The, the, the biggest thing that I took away is the rifles shot well. Yes. Both of us shot well when we were actually shooting at the targets that we were supposed to be shooting at. <laughs> And that we weren't holding wind wrong. Only wind on the wrong side of the reticle. And when we didn't time out. I was just explaining this to somebody. So basically, oh, Patrick, uh, FedEx Patrick came in yesterday. And I was explaining to him that basically it was pictured like just a circle. And then looking out from the circle was the stages all basically in a circle. So as you moved to the second half of the circle, your wind changed directions because naturally the wind is blowing Mm -hmm. one direction across the ranch. And. Yeah, so we we both did it. I was gonna, I, I was hoping to be able to just talk shit about myself, but I then waited till the last the stage, the very to last do it. stage. Ryan fucking held wind on the wrong side, and yes, and it, I thought it was pretty equal in in the actual shooting part. Um, you actually had a disadvantage because you were shooting first. Yeah, but I think as a whole we shot well, and like I said, the gun shot well. We left a lot of meat on the bone on timing out though, because I, I went back and thought we we timed out on six stages. No shit. So we probably left low end ten, high end twenty five points on the board just right there. I think uh, 
timing out had to do with me having to adjust. I had that damn fucking double pull sky pod way out in front of that chassis. I got the extension on that NV pro. So I can't stay in the, in the rifle and reach up, even though I have long arms, I still can't reach the bipod. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't do anything to check bipod height really before we started the stage other than look at what people were doing. Now we realize that as the rifle is up on its staging point before you're shooting, you can get behind it and get a good idea of getting in the right spot. Mm -hmm. So that, that would have improved timing in uh, visibility overall acquiring targets and visibility is difficult now now it's because the stages were difficult you know like the so the first stage we shot was stage two and it had these wolves it was the wolves wasn't it mm, i believe so like left to right and if you if you moved off the first one to your second one and you didn't find the second one the only way to orient yourself was to zoom all the way out and find the first one again because yes. as you're you're back on the spotting scope behind the stage while people are shooting and you're trying to move from one, two, three, four through the targets to kind of get your, your landmarks, your direction and the feel of the stage. But as soon as you get down in the rifle scope, it's an entirely different view, different perspective. Cause you're down on the ground. Your landmarks don't look the same. So it was not fucking easy. Like it, it, we didn't do bad because it was, because we were fucking up. It was hard to stay. And again, I, I, had, I had to zoom out come back to the first target and we fucked that whole first stage. I did anyway, pretty good. Yeah, we didn't, we timed out and, and I kind of figured we have growing pains because going into it, we were busy. We're both doing things. We didn't have enough time. We had a problem child gun with Jake's that we got figured out last minute. And, uh, we, we didn't have a lot of time shooting together and it's hard to shoot like that. Yeah. You can go to rock Lake. You'd have to set up a little mock stage, but when you open up at 14, 16 and 1800 yards, mm -hmm. that's just With not a rust colored fucking coyotes that you just, can't see. That's hard to replicate here. Yeah. And then wind and rain and dirt and all the other shit that goes along with it. It is difficult to duplicate the type of, well, now we know what to experience. Yeah. So timing out of stages would be the biggest, if you're ever going to shoot this is you've got you, you four minutes seems like a fucking eternity <clears throat> and then you get down there and it's not, Yeah, it's not. So you got to shoot up to eight rounds, you know, for no, what? 16 rounds, 16 rounds between you know, the two of us. You could shoot possibly if you miss. Yeah. Um, we did that a few times. Um, so that would be the first thing is actually spend time with your partner. We didn't communicate. We never got like frustrated. We never yelled at each other. We just, it I was thought the it communication was, was great. Yeah. It was, it was personal mistakes that we had made, whether it be shooting at the wrong target or shooting on the wrong side of the reticle. I think the arrangement was good. I mean, the communication was actually very low, easy, right. calm. Yeah, and I think my corrections, you know, you're, you'd tell me better, but I think my corrections were pretty close every time yeah, I told you to do. You did great. So just kind of, so so I would, we would lay down together and they would say, you know, well, we weren't laying down yet, but they say shooter ready. You understand the course fire. And then, and then you get to lay down. That's when your four minute starts. And we had already talked about the initial wind call. We already knew what our dope was. It's on a little card on the side of the rifle. And we would just confirm numbers back and forth. So even if it was 4.6 mils, you know, as Ryan's getting into his gun, I'm the first to shoot. So he's saying 4.6 mils, check your, you know, check your turret, check level, 1.2 mil wind hold left, you know, things like that. And I think the communication was, we would, I wouldn't change anything about the communication really, you know, even to the next year. I, I grunt a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of grunting. There's a lot of cussing, especially when we miss it. And both of us are hard on ourselves. So yeah. as we fuck up here and there, we get up and both of our wives were there and my son. Yeah. So we fuck up on a stage and we get up and we're all pissed off and, you know, yelling and. 
moving on to the next stage. And my wife recorded us like six stages. So we're, I'm going to have, bring some in and have Luke put one of them in this podcast. So I know exactly which one. So perfect. It's when we shot at those goats and Uh it was fucking foggy. The opening more Sunday morning, we shot at those mountain goats Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and we couldn't see. So see shit, two stages. We physically, and if they, unfortunately they're the longer stages. One was the 1800 yards on the goat and 2000 something yards on the square. Yeah. Both of that time period, it got really rainy and foggy and it was really fucking hard to see targets. And, uh, anyways, we recorded it. So I'll get it and we'll put, we'll put it in the middle of this podcast. Yeah. We had like some Bluetooth microphones on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. And then I would change the other thing that, uh, so there's three things I want to talk about as far as scope, scope. I will next year. I will have a ATAC R scope on there. Love the NX eight. Love them for hunting. They're great. Now trying to stay your, there's so much movement happening between you and the rifle going from target to target to target in the one stage that, you know, getting back in the eye box is difficult. Uh, we're in some weird shooting positions. Sometimes we're really high. Sometimes we're pointing straight down and, and the attacker has a better eye box, better eye box. And it has a little better glass and, and, you know, it wasn't very hot. So the mirage wasn't a factor really in this shoot, but I just think overall, if you looked around the guys that were, you know, that they were knew what they were doing, yeah. they were using attack cars and the, some were using the callus. It was easy to tell looking through the 300 shooters that were there. Who had either been there before or had previous experience. And if you if some guys were laughing at us because we have this this two pound slick hunting tripod with the little mini swirl <laughs> spotter on it. These guys have the really right stuff, the two vets that weigh twenty-five pound tripod with this big rig. They got a they got a straight swirl with the reticle in it spotter. They got a was a Terrapin X range finder, the both yep. pointed at the same spot. One guy had Another four foot pole going up in the air with a fucking wind meter. Wind mill. What no, they call it wind vane. Wind vane, yeah. Fucking a wind like a big wind vane, like on a ball bearing. So you could just yeah. look up and see. And that was awesome. Yeah, two guys had that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And and they I like that little cradle they have, whatever you call that little cradle that holds the optics. Yeah. So if you're looking at it with your spotter binoculars, your rangefinder's also on it. Yes. That was badass. And believe it or not, a lot of the ranges were not exact. And it may be five yards closer, five yards further, but the bottom line is the the guys that are doing well, they don't take any information that's handed it to them. Mm-hmm. They are they are going through every fucking pace. They are watching every shooter hit the targets, even looking at where they are impacting the targets. Everybody's asking everybody about wind, but I I guess I would say that we do have the opportunity to put more time in, even when we're there. Mm-hmm. There was guys walking stages on Friday. We didn't mm-hmm. do that shit. There was just you know more effort right. put in and and on those wind calls we could get a wind call from somebody where you hear them talking our guns were different than their guns so yeah. we were holding we had pretty slippery bullets we had really good speed and we were doing better because we were shooting against a lot of 300 normas where there were 258 tips yeah they're shooting like 28 and our bcs are really close but we we're shooting 3000 so we were cutting off you know three or four tenths and on our wind calls. So mm-hmm. it was still like a 50, 50 guess. And like I said, I think we did pretty damn well on that part. And, and as far as it like next, if we use the same bullet, same combination next year, we will be more practiced with what the wind calls are, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be a 15 mile an hour, full value, we're going to know already what a 15 mile an hour, full value at a thousand yards is for our load. Right. You know, and maybe I'll know a little bit more than two. And then we're actually communicating about the wind or thinking about the wind together rather than you just making the calls. Right. And then we, 
There's some big wind calls. We were holding two mils sometimes up to three fucking on the last stage. Four, wasn't it four mils on the big, the big fucking... 3.6, state? I yeah. think it was, on the last. So Holy shit. It's an average. I just saw on the... the they kind of put out a thanks for coming. And it was the average range was 1,326 yards. How often? That's the average yep. 13. And these aren't big. Some of these targets aren't fucking big. No. But I will say, whenever there was an elk on the stage, we fucking cleared those. I, I had that was my notes. <laughs> if there was an elk up there, he was getting fucked up. He was up. fucking dead. Yeah, we did really well. They had two elk stages. Yeah. And, and we did fantastic on multiple, those. Multiple, three elk each one. That was yeah. fun. Dude, it was fun. overall. I highly suggest if even if you're not, it's you know totally ELR guy. It's fun, it, and it tells it you tests your fucking ability. It tests your abilities. It tests your weapon systems abilities. And of course, these are not the rifles that we hunt with. But you still get like like I think I'd hunt with a seven PRC one ninety eight tip, no problem. Yeah, and you get that stress level. You know, you, you that first couple, you have little butterf- butterflies. You're like, oh shit, that this first is back day, in the game. Dude, when we got done with stage two, when we started. I'm sure you were thinking it too. I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be hell. Yeah, we started with a three. A horrible, horrible performance. And then the next stage, I think we we're up to like a 13. Yep. You know, we, which was great. We went from a three out of 16, and then the next stage, we got a 13 out of 16. Yeah. And then we did pretty damn good, but we, on a, the foggy, long stage, yeah, we had those a two. fucking zero, and that yeah. really killed us. But yeah. like I said, there's 39 teams, and we took 13th, which to me is respectable. And then I went a step further, so I took our I took our score as thirteenth team divided by two, and then put us in position with all the rest of the shooters, mm-hmm. and we were right about fiftieth, fiftieth out of three hundred shooters. I'll take it. I think uh, the guy that won last year, I think he was like thirty fifth ish, thirtieth. Piper. Yeah, I think it was somewhere yeah. around there. I was trying to well. He was a really good shooter. I just I was trying to reference you know how we did versus how a guy right. that we could obviously know shoot well. Uh, how he did. I learned a lot just watching course and go. He was the calmest fucking shooter. He would just get up and kind of get down on his knees and get down behind the gun and very slowly run the bolt forward. And he just fucking smooth, dude, just smooth and calm. Yes. And he did really well. What was funny to me is when we'd set up on a stage and everybody had their tripod and their own little optic station. Yeah. It was like dead serious for like a couple minutes till everybody got their dopes and everything. And it was yeah. quiet and it wasn't that jovial. It was just like, all right, we're serious. And then, then people start talking to each other. Yeah. yeah. Even then some of the stages got real backed up. So it was, I think the last stage on, on day one, it was, we were there for fucking two hours. Oh, it's fucking movers. We really fucked the movers up. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so some, it was only one moving stage, but, uh, we thought we're talking beforehand. We thought we had it dialed, but then the time came in and really what it was is they, they limited you to one engagement per pass. Which, Which was 23 was the, seconds of pass, you said? Yeah, so we had four minutes, and we each had to engage the target four times. You had to hit a, what was the name they had for the first plate? Conf- confirmation. confirmation plate. So confirmation you had to hit a confirmation plate. plate target off to the right to make sure you were shooting well so you didn't damage the the, the moving target. Mm-hmm. So what you hit, well, once you said go, the four minutes start. Then mm-hmm. you have to hit confirmation. Then you had to wait for the pig to finish that travel. Which I gave a half, right? So if we had eight engagements plus a half and a half, it was nine engagements times 23 seconds. <laughs> That's 207 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. That's basically three and a half minutes. Yep. There That's wasn't enough time to do it properly, in my opinion. And I believe the guys had only one, when we had went through, only one team. One team cleared it. Cleared it. Yeah. So. And the team behind us said they were like double hurrying and they still didn't clear it because they watched us fuck it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. We fucked it up good. And then just understanding, 
which I think we had down pretty good as far as where to aim or whatnot, but it was, it came down to the time and, yes. and I had never, I was good. This is the stuff that's good because I had never shot it. I had like a million questions and then it played out simpler than I thought it was in yeah. my head. So it was anyways, it's a learning experience and we'll be back. And I can almost promise you knock on wood. We will represent well. So I think we'll get a we'll get a bigger tripod for sure. Uh, maybe one of those Terrapin X's or something I got, similar. And I got that Swaro with the got the straight Swaro with the reticle inside. I think it's it's the SR80 help. or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. And I did like the the tall wind vane. I might build that too. Well, you can get that one from Kestrel. Yeah. And it doesn't have to go in the Kestrel. You can just slide it up. But it was cool. He had on like another whole tripod post. Yeah. And I would always look up at it, and it was really. That's, that's why I want to do it is because I did like almost both days look up at oh, it yeah. and see what the wind was doing. It was great. Yeah. And you always never, you think, you know, and you look at that and you're, it confirms it or, you're, or you have a bad, you know, you got to move away from people to feel the wind. So it was we cool. We didn't even bring up the mud yet, but it had rained basically the whole night before day two. At least I think it rained. Yeah. It so the to. time you were there before is hot as Hades. Yeah. And this time it was a muddy fucking mess. Oh yeah. So day two, we were literally laying down in clay. And it was just, it was getting on everything. You had to be careful with your ammo. I had the bright idea of taking Tanya's Lexus, which was, <laughs> was it's not a bad all-wheel drive, but it definitely ain't a truck. And there's a lot of people getting stuck. Yeah. I think yeah. we got a lot of that on film. There, so there'll be a whole uh, video that we put out on Shoot to Hunt that's covering everything we're talking about. And I'm sure it'll be more entertaining than us talking. Like a lot of people. I heard the match director just cuss a dude out in a Honda oh, Pilot. He, dude, he ripped them. In a, what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you? <laughs> What it was awesome. Dude, so just so you know, in gumbo mud, just because there's a little grass, it don't mean shit. No. It's still gumbo mud over there, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's about to slide down the hill. Uh, all the other gear, like you said, the rifles worked out well. The rifles shot well, which was mm -hmm. great. We didn't clean them. We didn't have any breakdowns. We didn't have any part replacements. The Vesper ran fantastic. All I did was wipe the bolt down on the morning of day two. Go ahead. No, you, you just go through what you did. Yeah. All he did is wipe off the bolts. And there was so, we shot better on day two than day one. Yes. And everybody went and cleaned their guns. And we have what, probably since you cleaned them, probably 200, 250 rounds on them. Oh, at least. At least. And we didn't clean ours that night and we shot better yeah. than we did. And for, for some reason, when we started, I had like a little vertical dispersion and it's not like a lightweight gun when you break the trigger you know you can if tell the reticle if you pulled good or not yeah. and i didn't see anything in there and then the next day i think we both you were tight both shot well yours was tight yeah definitely so. uh double pull skypod worked good you had the lightweight one i don't think that really made a difference on performance no once you locked it up yeah and there's two different yeah, ways to lock that bitch up yeah that would be the difference if you order the lightweight the lightweight one it doesn't have a pan lockout so we drilled uh through the top and and placed a pin on ryan so that it didn't move um yeah that's really about it the uh we'll be back next year we really we i liked it every you know another thing that i wanted to point out is everybody there is nice Yes. You think you'll go in, there's these prick A-type personalities, you know, alpha males. Yeah. It's not like that. Yeah. Everybody helps you talk back and forth. It was really nice to see I that. I would say every, definitely nice. It, the better guys that are calling win better, they can tell the guys that are not actually com competition for them. So they're always willing to really help. I imagine if you had like, let's say top five teams that are all in the same squad, right. it would be a little more... No, I'm not sharing my wind with you kind of thing or but, giving wrong wind calls. But would you think that they probably wouldn't ask each other anyways? I don't yeah, know. yeah, it'd be all. No, because we weren't like literally I asked one guy because there was this one wind call on a big shot and it was Piper. 
And he's like, dude, you're not even in my division. So here yeah. you go. And I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know that there's a, uh, I think that Ken from SRS and Cliff want to shoot next year. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll beat the shit out of them. I, re- <laughs> I realize now that there's a, there's a youth. There was only two kids shooting youth, so maybe we'll have Mason shoot next year. But we might have a bunch Why of people not? just in our, yeah. you know, just in a. We'll make an unknown munition squad. Well, I mean, a, I'm sorry, a shoot to hunt squad. Shoot to hunt squad. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That Could would be, be fun. Cool. I even thought fun. we could do maybe the on the unknown munition side. Maybe we'll RO a stage. And put up, you know, like an unknown munitions easy up, blah, blah, blah. Hand out Jimmy's, the Hand original, Jimmy's, the original, the original. Jimmy. Yeah, and props to the ROs. That's a shitty job. It really is. You They're sitting s- in one spot for two fucking days. And then they were there two days earlier. Mm-hmm. They they had the opportunity to shoot it if they wanted to. And, uh, you know, the weather got nasty. Everybody had their... Right. shit going on. Uh, other guys are getting yelled at because they're not calling impacts when they're supposed to. Uh, one guy in particular, I think, was not calling it properly on on that uh, last last stage. Yeah. And, and to his to his credit, the, the hit indicator had yes. quit working. Yeah. But he has a BTX, and it's hard to argue if you see it through a BTX hits, non-hits through. If you're comparing a rifle scope to a BTX, that yeah. BTX is seeing a lot, whole lot more clear than that yeah. rifle scope. But when you look back and there's five guys with Swirl spotters and they all called mm-hmm. impact together and then the RO says no impact. Yeah, that got and a little then, heated. And then he tells you that I've been hearing that the last two days. Like he's been getting yelled at for two days straight about not calling impacts. And then, you know, there might be something to it. I thought it was weird. He only had one eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, uh, match directors, uh, Tad and Pete did a fantastic job. Um, prize table looked great. Food was yep, good. Food was great. Yeah, it's uh, it was definitely a good experience. It's a huge time and money investment, I think. Uh, it was two full days of, of 11 hours of driving for us, and then you're there for three days, one day to, to check zero and register, mm-hmm. and then two days of shooting. Um, so it's it's quite it's quite the event to commit to. Yeah, if you think you can shoot long range, this will test it. Yes. I'm not as bad of a shot as I thought, but I'm not. Uh, I'd great. like to be better. Yeah, when does the... One thing you, like I like, and you had a little bit of the second day. Like I had this weird vertical the first day on my first couple stages. And then you had it the second day. Yeah. And I don't know if that's in the scope. You know, you don't have a chronograph, so yeah. you don't really know what's going on. But then it would like go away. So I got nothing. Yeah. Don't. I ended up holding an extra tenth almost the whole second day after shooting low on the first stage. And I'm not going to blame the night force, but I'd feel more comfortable with the ATEC R because they're a little more robust. Yeah. If you guys are watching the YouTube of this on the Shoot to Hunt page, we have a rifle out in the middle of the table. Uh, this is a Macmillan Nimrod stock, unknown munitions, bottom metal and mag. It's a 300 PRC, Vesper action, uh, ace barrel, fluted, TI Pro muzzle brake, night force NX8, C624 MOA. Uh, Hawkins ultralight offset rings, Atlas cow bipod. And this customer asked for a little bit of gloss covering up all the Cerakote, but he Cerakote the whole thing and it looks fantastic. It's one of those where I don't want to, uh, I don't want to actually give it to the customer. I'd like to keep it, but it's beautiful. It now, is a nice that stock. If you guys haven't been able to grab one, you should try to go somewhere. They have one. I mean, are you the only one that sells them outside of Dallas? Yeah. Yeah. So you have to come on unknown munitions. Macmillan Nimrod. Beautiful stock. Well, it's ugly stock, but it, damn, it feels really nice <laughs> shooting it. It is ugly, but damn, it is nice to shoot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to take that. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the video, actually, could, to kind of relive it a little bit. Um, but that should be coming out. Uh, we got him editing the Bear Camp video this coming week. So probably probably still a few weeks out, but we'll announce it. 
Yeah, I'm excited to actually get some actual hunts on there. Mm-hmm. We may or may not have a turkey hunt, which doesn't really. I'm 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 fifty fifty. If we lost it, oh, fucking well, it's a turkey. We had a we had a hard drive failure that has the first three months of content since Luke has come on board. And uh, so if you're looking at a, I think it's a SanDisk G drive. It's supposed to be the fastest up and down G drive storage. Oh, shout out to all the guys who gave us support of the podcast. And when we had so many, nobody came up and said, oh, Adobe Dishes, oh, Rockside. Everybody came up and said, oh, shoot to hunt, yep. which was cool. So we're going to bring more swag next year for handouts and whatnot, too. But Yeah, you can't hand Luke the stickers. You fucking lost them. Yeah. Then he found them. Nobody knew us for what we did. They knew us for shoot to hunt. That was the funniest part is, and I don't know because we I had a hat on or you had a shirt, but yeah. it was interesting because unknown munitions at Rockside are you know, been around a lot bigger than shoot to hunt, but I bet you 15 people asked us about shoot to hunt podcast yeah. or they liked it. or Yeah. Interesting. Because why would you want to listen to us? Yeah, and don't blame it. That was Luke. If you met Luke, we're sorry. It's not our fault. <laughs> he's the tall guy that looks like Borat. <laughs> yep. He's the one that did the intro. <laughs> did we play the intro? Yeah. Oh, I don't we remember. Damn sure played Seems that like, intro. Yeah. Seems like a while ago. Anything else? Uh I think that's good. It's a good wrap. Uh our load. I don't know if we ended up talking about the in loads. Yep, we did. We did. Okay, good deal. 565 yep. or H1000 seem to be the two powders of choice for 7PRC. The 198 tip still will fit in our medium mag. It was 3350 and 3320 were the two different overall lengths. So that would be a good solution. And it seemed to be there was a lot of 300 normas, and there seemed to be a lot of six, or 7PRCs Yes, at that match. We do have uh, finally have the UM hinge rings and the UM tika rings coming out next month. So this is middle of June right now. We'll be delivering both the UM Tika rings and UM hinge rings in the middle of next month. We're just finalizing retail packaging and whatnot, but we are on schedule for the, so for those of you that uh, are on pre-order for Tika rings or the hinge rings very soon. Is any one of them going to have a problem with selling out? I mean, this, so they order, they need to get into pre-order or you have enough? Uh, yeah. The 30, the Tika 30 low is selling a lot along with the level actually. So we, I guess I should say we made Tika rings that clamp directly to the dovetail on top of the Tika action, along with a level that also clamps to the dovetail that exists on the action. Mm-hmm. So this eliminates the need for any type of scope base. They're going to go right on. Uh, they're pinned with multiple location options, uh, and I think they'll they'll check a lot of boxes. So those are coming out very quick. And the day they go live, you're going to lose some money. So they're hundred. They're what hundred bucks now? Right now they're twenty percent off. So they're one. They're 130 retail. So they're 104 or 106 right now. And the day they go live, they're going to 130. So back to retail price. Yeah. So order now. Yeah. That's about it. 